Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create a life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen. And today, we are going to go beyond training and nutrition. We're going to talk about mindset. This is a Monday Motivation Podcast, which we haven't done in a while. But Sarah Wolf, I think, requested it. I believe that's who it was. Um, I think you're, you are correct. So shout out to Sarah for requesting this. Um, before we get into the podcast, the actual topic of today, I want to say a couple things. First and foremost, if you are here listening to us, thank you for being here. Leave us a five-star rating review if you have not yet. And if you have and you do love the podcast, share it on your Instagram story, share it with a friend, share it with somebody who needs this message too. That's how we grow the podcast and continue reaching people and helping people all around the world. And you can be a part of that movement to help more people. If you are new here, thank you for being here. I think you're going to enjoy the show. If you do, do the same damn thing. Leave a review, a rating, share it with a friend, or just subscribe. So you keep downloading and keep listening to the show. Uh, we have a lot more free content over at tailoredcoachingmethod.com slash blog slash guides slash podcasts. Uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff there as well as our world-renowned coaching, which is at tailoredcoachingmethod.com slash online-coaching. Now, today I'm going to start with a story. It's, uh, I mean, it's, not, I mean, it's kind of a story. Oh, I'm sure it's a story. It's kind of a story. <laughs> um, Travis doesn't even know what I'm talking about. I just said, I got something on my mind. Let's, let's podcast. So I was driving up the hill to go to... uh just neighborhood? Out of my neighborhood, yep. Out of the neighborhood, and as you know, when you're leaving the neighborhood, the mountain's just like, boom, right? It's right there. And uh, Brad was with me. He doesn't see it that often, you know? And I mean, I mean, like, when you're in the neighborhood, it's, like, profound. I mean, it is fucking huge. It looks yep. like it's right there because yep. it is right there. Mount Rainier is massive. And he said, and he was like, damn, you guys are really close. And I was like, yeah, it's wild, right? Like, it's an active volcano. He's like, What? Like, well, we hear the sirens, you know, and if you're in Ording, which you are, you hear them way more clearly when they do the, the testing of the sirens. Do you know what it's called? Um, uh, la, 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 lahar? Yes, there you yeah, go. There you go. Um, <laughs> la, Hyper, la, la, la. Hypertrophy. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him that, and he was like, you can hear that? I'm like, yeah, it's hard to hear from where I'm at, but, uh, but you can hear it if there's not, like, construction going on stuff. And uh, it's fucking loud, man. It's every Monday, I think, at, like, 11 a.m. or something like that. I, I'm going to be honest with you real quick. I've never heard him. You've never heard him down there? Every Monday at 11 a.m. I'm at work. Oh, touche. <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, now that I think about it, when uh, when I first moved to the neighborhood, we didn't have this facility. And I oh. worked from home. Oh. I heard it every every Monday. And I know from Ording, you can hear it way clearer because I worked oh. at, in my home office. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and here, we probably... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And here, we probably wouldn't hear it because uh, even though we're just as close... Because there's so much noise, the highway, all that totally. stuff, you know. But when you're sitting in a quiet neighborhood, you can hear it. Yeah. It may and, not be a good thing that we can't hear it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's why, and that, so that's, that's where the story went. Okay, okay. He was like, yeah, that's why, and I was like, I mean, man, just think about it like this. We're driving up, and we see this huge mountain, this Mount Rainier. It's a massive mountain. It's that close in my neighborhood. And it's this huge rock. It's a massive rock covered in snow, but inside that rock filled with snow, there's molting hot lava that will burn you alive. And that big rock's going to fucking explode at any time. We don't know when. We just know that when it is, it's coming soon. Yeah. 
We don't have a meter. Like we do have a meter, but it's like, oh shit, here it is. Siren, you better go. And there's one way out of my neighborhood. One road. Otherwise you can't get out. Unless you're going to fucking trek through the woods. Mm -hmm. But good luck. That's not going to happen. So basically this massive rock that shoots out hot lava, which will explode and cover hundreds of miles distance, covering my house, covering my family, covering everything around me in hot lava, burning me to death. And I can't get out of my neighborhood because everybody's going to try to get out at the same time when that Lahar drill goes off. And there's one road, which means traffic, the traffic in the neighborhood. We ain't going anywhere. Life's done. And he was just kind of standing there. I was like, that motivates the shit out of me. Because there's an old Stoic saying, it's a quote, and it's probably the most motivational Stoic quote. So if you go through Stoicism, uh, old ancient Greek philosophers are just the most wise people ever, right? And the saying goes, one day you will die. That's it. And the reason it's so motivating is because it's true. Life is limited. And this is a perfect example. I'm driving out of the neighborhood and this big ass rock's going to explode lava all over me and burn me alive at any moment. Yep. And if that Lahara drill goes off, I might, I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to try to get out of the neighborhood, but we're kind of stuck. Yeah. And so every day I waste just limits the time before I am covered in hot lava burning to death, <laughs> for lack of better terms. Yeah. Because one day I will die. And when I die, I am done. Which means the only resemblance of me after death is the legacy I leave behind. But if you aren't doing things that are worth remembering, you're gone after a generation. Realistically. Your number. Yeah. yeah. If I die, Blakely will remember me. But if I die before she has kids, her kids won't even know me. And then their kids, pff, see ya. Yep. I, I don't even, and this actually came up recently too because my grandmother gave me this stack of books some of them are so old the pages are brittle i have them in bags because i'm like so afraid to ruin them and there's a poem written by her dad who died when she was four so she didn't even know him yeah obviously i didn't know him never had a thought about him but it's a poem about how a smile can change the world for anybody so like basically it's all about positivity right your smile can change that person's day and it goes on and on and on that's kind of his legacy. He was a writer, which is really cool because I'm into writing, but he passed that along. That was something to remember, but that was something he worked on his craft. If you're not working on a craft, if you're not accomplishing success, if you're not pushing for results, what are you leaving behind to remember? And when the day comes, when that Lahar drill goes off, the first thing I'm going to start thinking about is all the things I didn't do, yeah. all the things I regret, all the things I wish I would have tried harder with, the people I would have stayed in touch with, the moments I could have had not everything I've done already. Yeah. It's everything I haven't done. That's why regret is the most powerful driver. Because the things that you have done are done. They're done. Yeah. I'm not going to think about those. I mean, you might have like, you know, your life flashes before your eyes. I'm sure you'll remember like loved ones, stuff like that. But guarantee you ask any old person, you know, about their past, you're going to hear regret or I wish yeah. so many times. Yeah. And it goes back to that saying, one day you will die. And if you're not spending your life trying to accomplish more, you are literally wasting time, wasting your breath. It's that simple. Yeah. I just don't, uh, unfortunately, I don't think everybody thinks that way. Mm -hmm. And that legacy is not as important to some people than it is, it is to others. And that's unfortunate, man. That's it really is. really unfortunate. It is. And a legacy doesn't have to be some crazy 
I mean, there's two things I think people mistake it as. First is like fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't mean that. Number two is money, leaving money behind. Did you know when you die, there's a 33% tax on everything you, you own? No. So like when people are like, I'm going to leave so much money behind in assets. So you die and then your family tries to take those out. There's a 33% tax on everything. Mm. I believe it's 33. Maybe it's 36. I don't know. It's in the 30s. Wow. 30%. So if I have a $100,000 car, instantly it depreciates by 33%. Wow. Because the government's like, hey, that's ours. Mm-hmm. Oh, you went through a death? I'm sorry. <laughs> so don't spend your time trying to make money to leave shit behind. Spend your time making money to make a difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's so, so important. And that's why, like, money can't provide value. It's either Guy, you know who Guy Fieri is? Fiet- Fieri? Yeah, Diners, Drivings, and Dives. Fieri. Is it Fieri? Yes. Is there another? Guy, Fi- Guy Fieri. Is there another Fieri? Not that I know, of, oh. but maybe. Fieri. He, uh... Did I share that thing about the minivan with you? No. Or maybe I sent I sent to Shannon. I know that. Um, you would think he would get a son like a dope car, right? Turned 16. He's r- extremely wealthy, yep. famous. He's going to hook his son up. He gave his son, uh, he bought his uh, his parents' minivan, like a Chrysler minivan, like an old Chrysler minivan, gave it to his son. It was like, get through a year with no tickets, no scratches, no accidents, and I'll buy you a car. Like, that's, That's really not that long, though, either, man. In a 16-year-old's head, maybe it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that long. Yep. But it's also a good amount of time to not get a single ticket. Not That's get true. At 16. Yeah. Dude, I, I crashed into a ditch on my way home literally the first month I had my car. Ouch. Trying to be cool. Oh, yeah. How's that cool? It wasn't. It was very <laughs> lame. And there was like a, you know, everybody would leave school and they would go up by uh, the baseball field by Dustin's old house. Go up yes, that, yes, yes. There was just like a half day trail of people. Oh. I was in front, me and Brett. And I tried to like fishtail, uh-huh. spun all the way around in the ditch, and then just watched every every classmate just pass me. Oh my God. Like praying nobody stopped either. I was like, yeah. I don't need your help. Don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, so embarrassing. But it's cool because he has so all the money in the world and he's still just trying to provide values and principles. You know what I mean? So, but every single time I drive out of the neighborhood, if it's a clear day, and this sounds weird to people. I do this on a plane too. I look at the mountain and I think about burning alive and it motivates me. Every time I'm on a plane, I think of, and I think people could try a little bit harder to have this in-depth introspective about normal things. A plane is a very normal thing. But if you really think about it, it's a huge metal cylinder with wings flying through the sky, tens of thousands of feet up, super fast. That's weird. Yeah. It's very wild concept. It doesn't even feel like you're going that fast when you're taking off. And all of a sudden, it just fucking, all yeah. right, we're in the air. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. Yep. But that, it, it, it doesn't f- scare me. I mean, a part of it does. But it's, it's called negative motivation. And, and in marketing, it's, it's fear-based selling, yep. right? Finding a, a, a scarcity or a fear or an insecurity or some kind of negative-driven emotion or situation or aspect that is going to instill motivation in you because – the the reality is is I when I think about burning alive by a volcano, two things happen to me. Number one, it reminds me how precious and short life is, and how much I love life, and obviously how short life is. Yeah. The other thing is that anything is possible. I mean, if you really describe that, oh yeah, there's this huge rock and it's covered with this really like hot stuff that just is like tar and droopy and it just will cover you and you'll just die a miserable burning death and it's going to explode and if you're within 100 miles like you're fucked it's going to explode like that's so weird you look at a beautiful mountain it's like that can explode 
That is a very weird thing. Oh, yeah, if the wind gets too crazy, it's going to create this torpedo effect, and it's just going to rip through everything. Like, Mother Nature is crazy. Yeah. Is, this might be the stupidest thing you ever heard, but I don't even want to say it. I mean, volcano is Mother Nature? It is. Yeah. yeah, I'm just thinking of, like, weather is much. Yeah, it's not a... Uh, just, like, n- just natural... Natural disaster. I mean, technically it is. It's just the most rare natural disaster because it happens so few and far between. I mean, yeah. Pompeii, look at that. It's a fucking yeah. Yeah. cement place now because it's just covered in lava. But a, a tsunami. Yeah. That's fucking wild. But yeah. it can happen. Yeah. You know, like out uh, up in the uh, peninsula by where my mom lives, like close to the ocean, there's literally tsunami warning signs out there. Oh, yeah. Like old tsunami warning signs because it can happen. Dude, yeah. There were tsunami warnings like three months ago or something actual yeah yeah it's crazy but to think like that fucking amount explodes everything you have everything you own everything you love everything you've worked so hard for is gone that's why people who have near-death experiences have this like life-changing including yourself yeah 100 percent. you know and i think that when you have those you appreciate life on a greater level i I, when the closest i got to a life-threatening event i was still so young that i don't think i gathered it like if i was to have like a an event that like i died and awoke you know or like uh revived or whatever i think it would hit me harder today than it would have when i was 20 totally but that's what happened when i was 20 you know and looking at a doctor laying in the bed and like you're lucky you're alive because i got hit over the head with an object that should have killed me and then repeatedly kicked in the face like you you do have a different appreciation for life i didn't fully gather it because i was young but at the same time i still did like holy shit I could just be done. Yeah. You know, and, that again. and you don't want to waste time. Yeah. And that's like really the message I wanted to send home is because me and Brad had that conversation driving up the mountain and I was like joking uh, and I w- went in this extreme detail like I did today of like this huge rock that is super close to my house is beautiful. I see it every day, but it's filled with lava that is going to explode and cover everything within a hundred miles and you're fucked. It's going to kill you. Yeah. And then you sit at th- on that and you're like, man, like that is wild. Time is too short. It is just far too short. And there's too many times where people look at other people who want to accomplish something and they laugh or they smirk or they say, yeah, right. Those are the people who do not fathom this yet. Agreed. Like, I don't ever look at what we have here, what we've done or as like crazy or out of this world. But there's a lot of people that I talk to. They're like, you do what? Holy shit. Yeah. You know, like you've built that business. And to me, it's like, I just never had a doubt in it. Done, yeah. But there was plenty of people that laughed at that. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to build this big company. We're going to have this business. And, like, we're going to be one of the most well-known. And, like, we're slowly but surely just chipping away at that, becoming more and more and more successful and well-known and reaching more people. And it was laughable to a lot of people, especially because of who I was. Yeah. Not that I was a bad person, but, like, I just Didn't wasn't. that role. Yeah, not yeah. at all. So it's the perfect example for everybody listening because there's just no reason I mean, like, think about Kevin Hart. I, I've used his him a couple times because he said that whole why not thing. You think when he was young, if he, if he said what he would be doing today, people would be like, totally. You'll totally do that. Yeah. Grows up in poverty, has no, like, formal background justifying him to be able to do anything remotely close to the level of business he has. And then he becomes the most famous comedian in the world. Yeah. Selling out arenas with more people than any other comedian. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's weird. Yeah. Joe Rogan was talking about it on his podcast with, I think it was the one with Aaron Rodgers, 
And he was talking about how he got a lot of shit because he grew up in Boston. It's like blue car. Like you just go, you get out of high school, you go work. You work hard, you go to college, one of the two. And he decided to take a break after school to just like find himself and people gave him shit. So he was going to amount to nothing. If any, he made, he made success out of nothing. Yeah. Like you just become the world's most famous commentator, famous uh, podcaster. You know what I mean? Like commentator as in like host of shows as well. Commentator of UFC, but also fear factor and, and uh, uh, Joe Rogan questions. Everything on sci-fi was huge back in the day. Like entertainer crazy, yeah. you know? And, and it all boils down to the same thing. That's that old stoic quote. One day you will die. Take advantage of it. Yeah. And, and I am, me and Shannon have this conversation many times and she's a very faithful person. So she says like, Oh, I don't, I don't fear death. And I constantly say, like, faith or not, I'm fucking terrified of it. And that's why I won't stop. I won't stop pushing. I won't stop trying to create more because life is just so fucking amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you just do so many things. and Precious. Yeah. And unfortunately, when I say this, it always just sounds like an eight-mile reference. And then it kind of <laughs> gets, like, it, it becomes, yeah, cheesy. But you have one shot. Yeah. You literally have one shot. One opportunity to do whatever it is the fuck you want to do. And there's really nothing stopping you from doing it. Everybody who has accomplished something amazing has no better justification to do so than you. Unless they inherited it, which is very rare. I mean, The Rock would be the closest person to inherit something because his dad was a WWE wrestler. But like low time, not really that famous. Yeah, like an influence. Yeah. Yeah. Can't just inherit a job. Yeah, 100%. Nothing is just given to you. Yeah. But... The volcano is, is my motivation almost every morning, guys. And, and I want you to really work hard now to, like, find your volcano, you know. Find your tsunami. Find something that is going to motivate you to just keep going every single day. Yeah, negative or fear-based. And I know that sounds crazy, but you got to find something that is realistic and terrifying because it puts life in perspective for you, you know. And, th- like, I don't watch the news, but, shit, watch the news for a day or two. You know what I mean? You'll see how short life is for a lot of people, unfortunately, out of bullshit happening in the world. Amen. But at any moment, any time, it could be done. And that's why that quote says, at any moment, you you could die. Or maybe that's what it is. It's either one day you will die or any moment you could die. Um, Memento mori is is basically what that means, I believe, Um, is basically life is short. Life is you get one. And if you don't find this negative motion uh, motivator if you don't find this fear this thing that scares the shit out of you that puts a fire under your ass to start taking action on things you truly want and care about you will constantly wish that you did you will constantly wish you had more you will constantly regret the things you didn't try you will constantly feel like you are not there yet or you haven't made it and that is not a way to live or underachieve or underachieve I, i hate to be mean but you will be an underachiever yeah because you're not trying, and, and everybody listens to podcasts. I don't even think you'll know. I don't even think you'll yeah. under, you'll know you'll be an underachiever because you're not. I don't know the right phrase, but like you're not pushing your potential. Yeah, you know, you're you, not you're not even exploring what your potential could be. There you go. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah. a very very good point. Yeah, I, and I think once you start going down this path, you start to really think about what your potential could be, and ask that why not question. I did that seminar. I was like, literally, ask yourself, guys, like, why not? Ask yourself that. Because there was, there was multiple people sitting in the crowd at our seminar this past weekend who had prior told me, I want what you have, basically. Like, not, 
to a T, but like, this is the business that they want. They want to be able to run this kind of business. They want this kind of team. They want this kind of lifestyle, whatever it may be. And my literal answer is like, well, why not? Why can't you? They're just delaying action and they're afraid. And I get it. So, you know, I think, yeah, I think the being afraid comes from, because it takes a long. Mm -hmm. But you will never get there if you don't do it. Yeah. Period. If you don't start, I mean. Yeah. Like, obviously, if you don't do it. But, I mean, if you don't even start, you can't get to where you want to be. Yeah. And you have to create that. The only way you create self-belief is by taking action. And And, and the fastest way to create self-doubt is to not take action when you know you could have. There you go. Because there's, dude, there's nothing worse than knowing what the action to take is. Like, if I know what the step is, like, here's what I got to do. Here's the first step. And it's going to be a long dream, but it's just one step. And then I say I'm going to do it, and then I don't do it. Yeah. I literally just fuel self-doubt. Yeah. I just prove myself right. Yeah, you're right. I don't ever take action. I don't ever follow through. You just prove that. So just take that one action step, and then you just proved yourself right instead of wrong, and now you're going to build on that. Yeah. And that builds self-belief. Because like everybody in there, I was like, what, what do I have? Went to community college. I was a fat kid. Didn't, shitty grades. Got in trouble. You just wanted it. I just wanted it. Yeah. There's like nothing special. And that's what, like, I realized that's what I love about myself in this industry is like, actually, that's a gift. I don't have anything special. And it's actually an inspiration for people who also aren't abnormally special or genetically gifted or anything like that. It just proves to them like, hey, if you just work hard, you actually want it and inject some self-belief in yourself, you can get it too. You can get anything. You want a lean body, you want a successful business, you want a happy marriage, whatever it is. All that takes work, all that has ups and downs, but there's nothing required that you don't already have that can't turn into those things. Yeah. But the thing that hit home with me this weekend that I wanted to share with you guys, it, w- it was the volcano, the, vo- the volcano, the fact that this massive rock with hot lava can explode at any moment and kill me a really bad death too. Yeah. And, uh, I have the amount of time that that Lahar siren goes off to get out of my neighborhood, I which wanna, is scary. I want to take the motorcycle, man. And cut, let, cut those lines. Leave the family behind. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, I thought about that too. <laughs> Blakely on the front, Chen on the yeah. back. <laughs> We're out of here. Going through the trails. But you guys got to find that. Find your, find your fear-based motivator. Find the negative thing that you are trying to avoid so bad because it's so painful that that instills motivation in you to do more, achieve more, be more, take action faster, and stop fucking waiting because life is too fucking short. We all have the the... Same exact potential, sounds bad, to die from anything random or tragic. We also all know individuals who have passed away from things we didn't expect or did expect, right? We, I, I know I can speak for myself where there has been uh, death by disease in my family that I, it was out of nowhere and we had a month and they're gone. I, I know people who have committed suicide in my family and outside of my family. Like those things are not things you can prepare for. Yeah. And then we all know people who have gone through cancer or something like that. And it's just a slow a drug disease. out process, you know, yeah. but it's, it's not expected at first, but it's expected that death's potential because totally. it takes long. Yes. The point being is Sometimes. any of these things can happen. Yeah. You know, the worst is like shit. Andreas is, is uh, a great friend of ours, mentor, basically family, business partner. He, uh, he, he fought through cancer. I believe I might bunch this if he's listening. I believe it's lung cancer. He's never smoked a day in his life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is that? Thankfully, he fought it and came through. But he'll tell you the, the placebo effect and the mindset behind getting through it is a real thing. And he focused on that to get through it. But life is not promised. 
And there's a lot of crazy things that can take it away from us. So take advantage of the day, take advantage of the week, the month, the year, your life, the opportunity to breathe, to think for yourself, to take action, to make decisions and do something with it. And find your volcano. Find your volcano.